Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. We've all heard the saying that a picture is worth a thousand words. But sometimes we may just stare at a picture and not know what it is that we're looking at. For most of us, when we visit a great art museum, we need a guide, a master, to show us the real beauty of what we're beholding. Isaiah is a book full of great treasures, pictures of our precious Lord Jesus in fine and lovely details. But can you see him? Well, stay with us today as we again see the marvelous Christ unfolded from the pages of the Old Testament prophet Isaiah on this life study of the Bible with Witness Lee, furnished by Living Stream Ministry. Ron Kangas is joining us again today. Ron, I think we've got something quite special today. Welcome back. I agree that we have something quite special. And to draw upon your illustration of being in an art museum looking at marvelous paintings and needing someone to point out the significance, to interpret the meaning, we need the same thing with understanding the scriptures. When the Lord Jesus appeared in resurrection to his disciples, as recorded in Luke 24, he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. Then he opened the scriptures to them, and he opened their eyes to see him. Then he showed from the scriptures the things in the law and the prophets and the Psalms concerning himself. In principle, we all need not only the pure, accurately translated, written word of God. We need a guide who is walking in the light as God is in the light and who has been schooled in the divine things from the word. We need such a person to help us to see the picture. The portrait is there. It's been there for centuries. But it needs to be presented to us in such a way that we can see Christ in this portion of the Word, in types and in prophecies. That is the kind of help we'll receive in this program today. Well, I'd like to read a small portion of five verses that are the subject of our program today, and these are to help bring us into the thought of Isaiah chapter 22. First, verse 20, And in that day I will call to my servant or steward Eliakim, and he will become a father to the habitants of Jerusalem. Verse 22, 
and I will set the key of the house of David upon his shoulder. When he opens, no one will shut. When he shuts, no one will open. 23. And I will drive him as a peg into a sure place, and he will become a throne of glory for his father's house. Verse 24. And they will hang upon him all the glory of his father's house, all the smallest vessels from the bowls to the jars. Well, we're going to see all these marvelous items of Christ unfolded from chapter 22 of Isaiah. Here's Witness Lee. We have come to one of the most all-inclusive types of Christ. Could you believe that five verses, verses 20 to 24, could present us one of the most all-inclusive types of Christ. The first, Christ was typified as a steward, number one. Number two, a father. Here, the father surely refers to the source and supply. You know, a father of a home is always the source of that family and also the supplier. Okay, Christ typified as a steward, as a father, then the key holder, hot key, host key, the key of the house of David. The Lord Jesus, he quoted this verse in Revelation 3, 7. The key is the key of the house of David. That house which keeps the precious things should be the treasury. The house of David was a treasury. So Christ is the holder of this key. Number three. Number four, pick. P-E-Z, a nail. What does this mean? Well, in the Bible, there is an usage of this word. Denoting what? Denoting some persons who are prominent. And Christ was typified as a nail. Then number five, this peg becomes the tongue. Christ is the tongue. Could this be? The throne of the glory of the Father's house. Lastly, Christ, the hanger. All the descendants, that means all the people of God's house, are hanging on him. And these descendants, these people of God, all of them are vessels. Okay, now you have the six items. We couldn't find any part in the Bible in New Testament in so many details concerning Christ. How rich Christ is because he's all-inclusive. Well, Ron, we're going to linger in this chapter today over these points that we've just seen. And each one depicts an aspect of Christ that we, as God's New Testament believers, can relate to experientially if we have been open to them. I think we're both marveling at how rich the details are in this book, aren't we? 
Marveling is not an overstatement. We're going to be presented with a certain person, Eliakim, who is a type of Christ in a particular way, as a steward. And a steward is someone who's entrusted with a certain supply or wealth, and then who knows how to distribute them and care for them in a proper way. And we will also be given the opportunity to realize that in this portion of Isaiah, there's some clear references to God's administration. That is to the execution of the divine government. And that related to this administration and government, there's a key to unlock the riches that are available. But I want to emphasize, even prior to our hearing about it directly, that we need to realize there is such a thing in the universe as a divine government. The Lord Jesus is not only our Redeemer and our Savior who died for our sins. He resurrected. He has ascended. He is in the highest place in the universe. He is at the right hand of God. He is the ruler of all the kings of the earth. He has all authority in heaven and on earth. He's the center of God's governmental administration. We need to be willing to be enlightened to see such a thing in our spirit, to know there's a throne. The Son of Man, who is also the Son of God, is on this throne serving us, but also reigning over us, executing the decisions of the throne, carrying out the divine administration. So this is quite crucial. I can testify, I read this chapter dozens of times. I didn't see anything. I didn't understand anything. But I can testify This life study is a trustworthy opening and showing us the significance of the picture here. I can assure our believers, there may be some exceptions, but the vast majority are now on the verge of seeing an aspect of Christ that they have never seen before. That it's in the Word, the Word is now being opened. We are truly blessed. Well, Ron, in these coming two sections, we're going to look at each of these six items in a little more detail. So let's go back to Witness Lee once again. Now we come to these six points. Steward. Christ is the real steward of God's divine household. God's household is the unique one. The biggest one in the whole universe, comprising all of us. But in these vast divine household, there's only one steward. Who is this one? Christ. 
He takes care of God's household in every way to serve us. And his serving is a kind of a governing, a kind of ruling. So, in his service, there is the administrative authority. I believe a number of you have experienced this. When we are served by Christ, we are just under his government. He governs us. He is taking care of us. The more he takes care of us, the more we are just under his administration. Number two, he is not only a steward, he is to us also a father. The text doesn't say he's our father. It says he's a father to us. He's a father to us. To us, he is a father. He's the source. And he is the supply. The more we go on as children of God, the more we realize that our Savior, Christ, is our source. He's the Father. The more we just realize everything comes from him. That's our supply. That's our support. Materially, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. Anyway, he's our source. Christ is our supply. If you are short of understanding and wisdom, you just look to him and call on him and wait on him. I tell you, he'll be your understanding. Even a kind of understanding you cannot utter, you cannot explain, but within you, you do have the understanding, then you have the wisdom. Christ today is such a father as the source and as the supply, the support to us. Then, number three, Christ is the one upon whose shoulder the key of the treasury of the house of God. That is typified by the house of David. And the house of David was for the kingdom of David. The house of God is for the establishment of the kingdom of God. We know the church is God's house, and the church is also the kingdom of God. And Christ today holds the key of this house, of this kingdom. He has such a big key that he could open the doors of the treasure. And he could shut up the doors of the treasure. This means Christ the one who can open up all the riches of God in him to us. And also, he always could shut up the doors of the riches of himself. Sometimes we experience that the doors were open. The doors of the divine treasures were open. All the divine riches just came, flooded in. But sometimes we did something offending him. And we did have the sensation that the doors were shut. And uh, 
the races coming to us, this coming is just stopped. So his opening and his setting up are all for one thing, the enjoyment of his races as the treasure. This section touched the steward, the father, and the key. These are not just random types that Isaiah chose to mention. Each one in its own right is very significant as a particular type of Christ. But Ron, I'm also very impressed by how these three are very much interrelated and they're connected, especially in our experience, aren't they? Yes, and the sequence uh, is significant. So we begin with the steward. This steward, the ascended and enthroned Christ, is reigning over us to carry out the divine government. But he's doing this as a steward to supply us, to satisfy us, to nourish us, to cherish us. As we experience him in this way, we realize something particular concerning him and that he is Father. And by this we mean he is our only source, our unique source. It's an affront, even an insult, to God the Father in the Godhead and to Christ the Steward as a Father to have any source other than the Lord himself. How dare we make ourselves the source of anything, as if something useful could emerge from our natural being. But what a wonder it is to have living in us a Father who is the source of everything we need according to our actual situation. Then this will issue in a realization and that this steward, the father, has the key. But we're told where the key is, on his shoulder. To have a key in our hand, to have it in our pocket, that's a key maybe an inch and a half long or two to open a door. But a key that requires a shoulder to bear it there must be a very large and heavy key. And if the key is large, the door that it opens must also be large. And the contents of the treasury, which the key opens the door to, must be bountiful beyond measure. Okay, this is Christ for us to experience. He is the steward in the divine administration, supplying us. He is our only source, our unique source. And he is the one who has the key. He and only he has the key. And there is reference to this in Revelation chapter 3, in the Lord speaking to the church in Philadelphia, saying he has the key of David. When he opens, 
no one can shut. When he shuts, no one can open. This indicates this key is used by a steward with authority. No being, human or spiritual, can close the door that Christ has opened with the key. He has set before us an open door. It cannot be shut. Likewise, when he uses the key to shut the door, sometimes even to us as a kind of discipline, no one can open it. There is no way. What a marvelous picture we have of Christ here. Well, Ron, we've covered three of these six points. Let's come to the final portion now as we rejoin Witness Lee to look at the final three. Now we come to number four. He's the one whom God drives as a pick, the nail, into a sure place. And I believe this phrase in typology should typify the heavens into which Christ was exalted. Christ was raised up from the dead and he was exalted to the heavens where God is. We have to realize Christ is there in the heavens and with the Father. He is there. That is a sure place. Nowhere in the entire universe is so sure as God the Father with the heavens. Do you know Christ today is in heavens as a peg driven into God, stretching out there horizontally for you and me to hang on? A number of times when I was in the plane, I believe that was the devil sending me a thought, this plane may drop. This plane which I took may drop. The answer was that I am not in the plane. I am in Christ. In other words, I am not hanging on the plane. I am hanging on Christ. Christ the peg on which I hang. Now, five. This peg becomes a throne of glory or of honor. A throne of honor. A throne of glory. This glory denotes all of God's people. Literally, it should mean the shoes and the goats. We, the children of God, are God's shooting out and also God's goats. This is glory in the house of God. Lastly, in the house of God, all the children who hang on, they are all inclusive of Christ and who are the containers of the riches of God in this Christ should be also the vessels, not just to contain, but to minister this Christ to others. Well, Ron, three additional points, and all of these are really wonderful. Comment for us on Christ as the peg driven into a sure place, and as the peg, he is the hanger upon which we all hang, and finally, the peg becoming the throne of glory in the Father's house. Here we have the types, like we mentioned. Here are the pictures. 
So the ascended Christ is a peg in the heavenlies, actually in God himself. In his ascension, he entered not only into heaven, but into the being of God. And there he is, this immovable peg. And as the hanger in the sense that all the vessels, cups to contain water, much larger vessels to contain wine, signifying the divine life, and then, mysteriously, the person who is all this becomes the throne of glory. And when we have both throne and glory together, we have authority and we have expression. And the context indicates this glory is intrinsically related to God's redeemed people. So what an all-inclusive, marvelous, inexhaustible Christ is portrayed in Isaiah 22. Ron, the vessels here hanging on the peg also play a very important part in this marvelous picture, don't they? And they're very much related to us. They are related to us because they are pictures of us. On the one hand, we are vessels containing the life supply, containing the river, the water of life. On the other hand, there's an outflow. We are vessels reaching out to others, supplying them with living water and with the invigorating Christ who becomes our enjoyment. This is absolutely our experience, Chris. This is not simply an allegorical interpretation of verses. We can testify, little by little, day by day, we are vessels hanging on Christ in the being of God, receiving the divine dispensing and transmitting what we have received for the benefit of others. What a marvelous Christ portrayed in the art museum of Isaiah 22. Thanks, Ron. I really enjoy getting into these messages with you each time we're together, and I hope you can come back again very soon. Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you'll contact us with your comments or questions. We have a toll-free number. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Our email address is radio at lsm.org. And we invite you to check out our webpage. You can find it at lsm.org and then click on the broadcasting tab. For Ron Kangas today, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher and distributor of the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. If you'd like to contact us, just email radio at lsm.org or call us toll-free at 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. 
3788. Thanks for listening.